You know, I feel like when people see other people being confident, it makes them want to feel more confident. And that's kind of it's kind of what I want to, you know, bring to the art of alopecia. You know, just be confident in who you are because who you are is unique. Hey everyone, welcome to the Alopecia Project. This is the podcast that uncovers the world of alopecia through conversations about the ups, the downs, and the everydays of living with hair loss. In today's episode, we have on Marcy Gallant, who is a very, very exciting, up-and-coming, uh, existing social media influencer around alopecia. And uh, we're going to talk to her today about her experience with alopecia and her experience on Instagram and social media. So Marcy, it's super exciting to have you on. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, we're, we're really excited to have you on today. I think Sarah and I are both big fans. We follow you on Instagram and we love all your photos and, and everything that you're doing for the community. So oh, uh, it's you. really our pleasure to have you. That means a lot. Thank you. So why don't we just get started and let's talk about your your Instagram account. So so you're you you've got this excellent Instagram account that's called The Art of Alopecia. So tell us what it's like mm-hmm. to be an alopecia influencer. I mean, I kind of shy away from using the term influencer instead of prefer using the term kind of more of like a, you know, alopecia advocate on like a larger platform just because I feel as though it fits better with what I'm trying to do and the message that I'm trying to portray. But honestly, I feel like ever since I started The Art of Alopecia and kudos to my, or creds to my brother for coming up with the name, it was a work in progress. But I feel like it gives me more purpose every single day. And uh, it just, it feels great to give back to the community. And it's just, it's something that I would have wished I, you know, I had to look up to as a kid growing up with alopecia. So I'm really happy that even though social media has its flaws, you know, it can truly impact someone's life. And um, I just want to be that kind of inspirational figure for, you know, all the girls or even guys growing up with alopecia so that, you know, they can learn to embrace Um, embrace their alopecia as fast as they can obviously everybody has their own process and it takes it definitely takes a lot of time to accept it but you know if you can accept it accepting it makes the whole journey a lot easier so I just basically wanted to start this platform in order to you know continue raising awareness for alopecia in order to you know advocate um, to support to allow others, you know, just embrace themselves um, within their own skin and, you know, the cards that they were dealt with and just, you know, shedding some light on what could be a really, really dark disease. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm so happy that I started, started it and I'm really frustrated at myself that I didn't start it earlier, but I think it was the perfect time during COVID-19 first quarantine to start it. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy for what's to come. And I just moved on to YouTube a few weeks ago. So a lot of exciting things are happening. That sounds really exciting. I really liked what you said about the term advocate and being an alopecia advocate. I think that's so important. And I think that it allows others to relate to you a lot more than maybe the term 
influencer. Yeah. For I just, sure. I don't, I don't love the term. I feel like, you know, when I think of an influencer, I think of like the Kardashians, you know, they're, they're these big famous people, but they're not really, you know, doing any good for the world. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they create these pretty good makeup brands, but yeah, I kind of shy away from influencer. I, I feel like even though my Instagram page is still quite small. I will never, you know, I'll never think of myself as an influencer because I feel like it's, it, it's just not who I am. It's not what I, what I want to be. I want to be more of an advocate, an advocate for change, an advocate for, you know, eradicating, you know, stigmas um, around, you know, bald women. So yeah, I, I definitely prefer the term advocate, but it's it's great to be one and I encourage, you know, anyone to be one if they have something to say. Oh my god, that's awesome. I feel like I want to change my LinkedIn profile to <laughs> Sarah Adams, alopecia advocate. <laughs> um why don't you that's so funny. why don't we go back a bit and tell us about your own experience with alopecia and and how um you know, you've, you kind of came to that and, and how alopecia has affected you. Man, that's, there's a lot to say just because I've dealt with this for so long. I'm 20 years old now and I was diagnosed at probably the age of six by my dermatologist. Um, It didn't, uh, I was, I was diagnosed with alopecia areata at first, so it didn't really affect me for the first few years as I had, you know, really long hair to cover all the bald spots and they were all at the back. And, you know, I started with um, the mild forms of treatment, just, you know, creams and ointments. When I was about eight, it really didn't do much, just made my head really itchy. (laughs) And yeah, it didn't really affect me until probably when I was in grade five. Um, I lost 50% of my hair and couldn't really rely on my hair to cover the bald spots. And so I remember wearing like the beanie hats that just like, you know, they stay on the back of your head. It's not a full cap. And that's probably when the teasing started and when I started getting a little bit bullied just because, you know, I got special permission to wear a hat in school when others couldn't. It was kind of a rule that you weren't able to wear a hat. And it wasn't like I went to a Catholic school. It was just, you know, a rule that they had. Um, And I was also doing competitive soccer at the time. And obviously, I couldn't you know, put my hair up in a pony and I couldn't wear my beanie. So I started wearing like these, these sports caps. And, you know, I, I had a ponytail hole, but obviously I didn't have <laughs> enough hair to cover the bald spots that were appearing through the hole. So I added like, just like colorful pink extensions, <laughs> just to make it look like I had a bit more hair. And just the crazy thing about it was, how I had to show documentation, medical documentation every single time that I played a game because the refs would ask me why I was wearing it and if I have, you know, proof of this medical condition and the parents on the other teams were just so nasty and they they saw me as some kind of threat which I don't really understand. It was, it would literally look like a swimming cap, you know? They're like, what if there's something sharp in it? And I'm like, it's skin tight. It's literally skin tight. So I don't know what they were really thinking about that. But I think, 
you know, probably the biggest turning point in my alopecia story was when I was in grade six. And that's when I had lost probably 85% of my hair. And there was pretty much no other option but to shave it off and to buy my first wig. And I remember one weekend, my mom took me to a random wig store here in London. I had, I had no idea anything about wigs, had no prior knowledge. I just found this beautiful blonde wig that I saw in the mannequin and I instantly bought it because I found it so beautiful. And what I didn't realize was when I got to school, people were really confused as to, you know, why I had so little hair on Friday and now coming on Monday, <laughs> why I have so much hair, um, which kind of led them to walk a little closer. And they did realize, you know, that I was in fact wearing a wig. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to me when I say, when you are a kid and you're searching for a wig, it is extremely hard to find one that will fit your size, um, fit your size head. So that's when I kind of started getting nicknamed Bubblehead, Wiggy, Barbie doll, the cancer oh patient. Gosh. Yeah, people, people were mean. And just hearing those words from my peers basically just destroyed me. Um, because, you know, at that age, I was what, I don't even know how old I was in grade six. But anyway, I was you know, the most susceptible to others' thoughts at that point in my life. And only few of my friends knew that I had alopecia. So it was just really kind of just destroying my self-esteem and all the joy I had. You know, I I was a really happy kid. So one day I kind of was talking with my best friend at the time, Elizabeth, and I, we were just brainstorming ideas on, you know, how we could make this situation better. And that's when we came to the conclusion that I should do a presentation. So I asked my grade six teacher and um, in exchange for working on this project, he'd give us English marks because I was in a French school. So um, and we weren't working on anything on English at the at that time. So, um, yeah, my best friend and I worked on this PowerPoint presentation and one day I built up the courage and I went in front of my grade six class and basically, you know, presented this presentation and spoke about, you know, what alopecia is and how it makes me feel, you know, when people, when people say these things about me, about something that I can't really control. And then I just whipped off my wig and showed everyone what I looked like and that I was bald and the reason why. And I think that was definitely a turning point, um, and that was when I really wanted to start raising awareness. So that was a huge moment wow. in my in my story, and it definitely didn't stop there. Unfortunately, at the end of grade six, I had to switch schools because the French elementary school uh, system ends in grade six, and you start. Uh, you start in grade seven and then you go up to grade 12. So I had to switch schools. I had only gone with, you know, a few of my friends and then, you know, the same thing happened. I remember on the very first day of school, um, I was wearing a new wig that I had found um, over the summer and I, I had overheard some of the grade eight girls, you know, in the bathroom and they were talking about how bad my wig looked and they were laughing about it. 
So that was definitely really hard to hear. And I heard the same nicknames that I heard previously. And I just, I didn't, I, I wanted to, you know, start the year fresh. And it's just like, it's, it's definitely terrible how mean people can be when, you know, they don't fully understand the story. So I did what I had to do when I went into every grade seven and eight class, did the exact same presentation, um, just, you know, wanting to raise awareness and to just educate. Like these were the people that I was going to be, you know, sharing the next few years with. And I, I, I didn't want to start out rough. You know, I wanted to, you know, embrace myself for who I was and just, yeah, I just, I had to do what I had to do. And I definitely was <laughs> nervous going in front of complete strangers, but I had no issues after that for the grade seven and eights. And then, you know, I thought I could, I thought I could avoid the high school kids, but unfortunately I couldn't. And they became kind of a bigger issue. Yeah, they, they tore me apart. They called me names and especially on the bus too, whenever I would walk on, it just, just thinking about it and thinking about the names that, you know, people have called me in the past just makes me feel for any kid that's going through that right now. And I really hope that it's changed and there's more awareness around bullying and, you know, being different. I hope it's different in elementary school now, but I went to my principal to address the bullying and basically asked if I could present in front of the whole school at an assembly. And he introduced me to a grade 12 boy who had alopecia. His wasn't too severe, but he had still been dealing with it for quite some time. And it was, it was really, it was nice to have, you know, at least one big kid on my side. And so he came up, he came up with me when it came to assembly day. And I spoke in front of the entire school, probably like 700 people. And it was probably the most terrifying experience (laughs) of my entire life. But after that, I felt as though I became quite popular. <laughs> everybody knew my name and everybody wanted to say hi to me, which was really, really nice. And it was a different, um, a different tone, that's for sure, in the hallways than I was once experiencing. So, yeah, that was kind of where it all started. And then after that, I... I think I tried I tried the steroid injections first and as a kid <laughs> you could even imagine like get tr- imagine getting imagine getting your child to get one needle <laughs> and then bring them to a dermatologist having alopecia and getting like 30 in your head I actually <laughs> I genuinely fainted the first time because I was so scared but it didn't really do much for me the first time and I couldn't really handle a whole lot. But I think after that presentation, I became more and more comfortable with my alopecia, but it really didn't stop me from trying out different medications um, and treatments because, you know, I wanted to do everything to get my hair back. I was a teenager, right? And I think it was in grade eight that I became more comfortable over social media 
and that's when probably I posted my first bald picture, which was pretty huge. I just oh, uh, I'm I'm in shock right now. I'm so <laughs> wow. I don't even know what to say. Like that is incredible to have gone in front of 700 people who are your peers, who are people who are older than you, younger than you, and and you're right. Like kids that age can be very mean and you know, to share your story. I think that is phenomenal. Yeah, I I think it's something that I'm happy that I had to deal with young because it really prepared it really prepared for me what life can be like, you know, the the hard parts about life and it kind of just set me up. It set me up properly and it built me into a very strong and resilient person at such a young age. So I'm I'm honestly very thankful for it looking back at it now and after reflecting on many years, I yeah, I'm I'm very very fortunate. Obviously, it sucked at the beginning, really did. But now it's just kind of shaped me into the person that I am today and it's it's led me to so many opportunities like this. <laughs> but um yeah, I looking back at it now, just thinking how proud proud I am of myself and it's yeah. <laughs> You should be so, so proud of yourself. Like, I can't, I'm I'm with Sarah. I am, like, totally floored by this story. Like, that is just absolutely incredible that you, you've you been through all that and, and just your, the bravery that you've showed about your alopecia from, like, honestly being a kid is, like, on, like, incredible. I've never heard a story like that from someone with alopecia and I'm just so, so impressed with you and you should be so proud of how much you've achieved already, like, the journey that you've been through and, and how far you've come and I feel like, you know, you obviously are an alopecia advocate, like, for sure. Like, it seems like you've been one your whole life and now you've sort of carried that into what you're doing on social media and sharing that experience with social media. So I just want to know, like, so why is it so important to you now that you're talking about your alopecia experience on social media? Hmm, that's a good question. I think that it's, you know, if you're going to have a platform, you know, it, it should come with some sort of, it should be positive and it should be something that you're giving to the world. And I feel like social media has completely taken over, you know, how we do things and how we communicate and how we learn. And I feel like it's, it's a really great way in order to, you know, communicate with people from around the world in order to raise awareness, like I said. And I feel like having a platform on Instagram, which is one of obviously the biggest ones out there, it's a great way to help and to support and to inspire others um, you know, you start out small, but then people start following you and people motivate you to, you know, continue being a stronger individual and you kind of feed off of each other's energy. And I feel like it's social media has its perks and its flaws, but it's definitely changed the game. And it's, I think it's definitely going to help a lot of other people struggling with alopecia, as there is such an amazing community out there. I've talked to people dealing with alopecia from around the world. And without social media, I wouldn't have had that privilege. So I'm very fortunate to, 
you know, be on this platform and to be able to help others in need and, you know, give tips and tricks so that they can avoid, you know, wig horror stories like I went through or, you know, bad, (laughs) bad microblading or, you know, it's just, it's a great way to reach out. And I think it's important um, for me to continue my journey because it's, it's honestly alopecia has given me my life purpose and that is to help and to support and to inspire other people and, you know, just to make people feel happy and confident and, you know, uh, just embrace who you are and just, you know, be yourself. I know a lot of crap happens in a whole lifetime and I know alopecia can really suck sometimes but just, you know, shining some light on what alopecia can truly offer to the world and how unique it um, it turns you into an individual and, you know, the many perks that there are. I mean, come on, there are so many. I get to change my hairstyle every single day, maybe even five times a day. It's just I, I love being that person that people can look up to. And I, I thoroughly enjoy just supporting people throughout their journey because that's what I wish I had when I was a kid. I see so many kind of parallels between you doing, you know, a presentation in front of your sixth grade class and then to all the seventh graders and eighth graders and then to your entire high school to now like, you know, sort of giving I obviously I don't know what that presentation was but like giving a version of that to the world and being able to reach out and individually impact so many of us who do have alopecia I think one of the reasons that I started following you was because you had such an optimistic view of the world and an optimistic view of having alopecia and I think that that's Um, so important, um, especially in this day and age where there's a lot of, like you said, crap in the world. But it's it's really nice to have somebody like you who's so positive about it. Mm -hmm. And I I just I want to make I want to make a statement. And that's kind of exactly what like I've done so many, so many things that I'm proud with. Another thing that I can share with you was um, a few years ago, I started back on the steroid injections, I wanted to give it another try. And I basically got 85% of my hair back and it came back thick and it came back very, very dark for some weird reason. Um, And it was actually working. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I said, you know, if it if it starts falling out, that's okay. But um, after a year of being on it, it did start to follow and I was okay with it. And it was the the day before my grade 12 graduation photos. And I told myself, I'm like, I want to make a statement. I want to be the only bald girl in that, you know, that mural of pictures, you know, with all the graduates that they hang, like the plaques that they hang up in the high school. And I said, I want to take my graduation photos bald. And so I shaved my head the night before and I walked into school And this was at a brand new school because I had switched in grade 11. It was the first time going out bald. And yeah, I I definitely made a statement. And, you know, I feel like when people see other people being confident, it makes them want to feel more confident. And that's kind of 
that's kind of what I want to, you know, bring to the art of alopecia, you know, just be confident in who you are because who you are is unique. And something that I always say, you know, struggling with this as a child was, you know, children, obviously, they look up to adults, because that's what they're taught to, you know, who to look up to. But you know, what if, you know, children looked up to other children? And that's what I that's the message that I want to send out to the world. And I want to I want to help these kids that are dealing with alopecia at such a young age, you know, become strong and independent and resilient people at a young age so that they have so much more room to grow and just to turn out to be incredible people. So yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. And I feel honored to be able to be that voice for people who, um, who are afraid to use their own. That's, that's amazing. You're definitely doing that, I feel like, and and you're exhibiting like so much bravery. And I, I love that you talked about confidence. I think people with alopecia and having alopecia, that can be one of the biggest things that is affected when you go through that hair loss, people Definitely. lose a lot of their confidence. So I love that you're being so open and proud and and confident and brave about your experience with alopecia. And and just as something as simple as sharing that on social media can can do so much for, for people and and model a type of bravery that, you know, is is difficult to achieve. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about your story, you talked about posting your first photo of your bald head on social media. I think that is a really mm-hmm. important act and something that, you know, a lot of people with alopecia who have had alopecia their whole lives will never be able to do that. What kind of gave you the bravery and the confidence to take that big step about being really open and out about your alopecia? I think it was just because after, you know, the many, many presentations that I did, And, you know, the support behind my family and friends, I just kind of thought in the back of my mind, you know, who are my Facebook friends? They are people who love me and they're my family. And, you know, there are, yeah, some random people that I just recently followed or something. That's kind of a phase that everybody goes through on Facebook. But yeah, I just, I thought, what better way to, you know, introduce the new me than to, you know, just reveal yourself on social media. And I feel like that was kind of, it definitely benefited me just because, you know, when someone, let's just, let's give, let's give a random example. You know, if you're talking to a guy and, you know, you like this guy and you're too shy to actually verbally tell him you have alopecia, hey, they're probably stalking your page and they see, oh, she's bald. And then, you know, now he knows that I have alopecia. So I feel like coming out on social media is such a, a huge step in someone's journey, whether it's alopecia or if you're dealing with some kind of um, other medical medical illness. I feel like it's a huge um, stepping stone and it gives you a lot of confidence because you're getting, you know, such amazing feedback and not feedback. You're getting such encouragement and um, love and support from your family and friends, which as you should. And that kind of sets you up for, you know, becoming the new you and giving you the confidence and, you know, boosting up your self-esteem. So, yeah, I feel like posting your first bald picture on social media will always will always be something that I remember because it's just, it's such a, it's such a huge revealing moment. And 
I feel like everybody remembers when when they kind of reveal themselves to the world, right? Because social media is so public. Yeah, absolutely. I think the bald photo is just that quintessential kind of like coming out. That's my favorite word, (laughs) quintessential. Yeah, it is. I think it's it. It really is that moment of acceptance, and for a lot of people, that bald people that bald photo really represents that um, that acceptance and confidence. In you know, in addition to all these very very beautiful bald photos that you post on Instagram, what are the other types of kind of content that you have on there? So I do share, you know, just a lot about my story, but. Something that I'm very honored to show is I've teamed up with a lot of um, just like wig companies to do a lot of tutorials because, again, I'm trying to prevent other people going through wig horror stories and, you know, wasting their money on crappy wigs. So I do partner with a lot of great, uh, great companies. And Sarah, you might know of one, Continental Hair. Yep. Um, so I've been doing a lot of, I've been, I've been working with them for a few years now and just doing, you know, uh, just different videos and different tutorials. So I've added a lot on there, but a lot of wig companies also just send me wigs to review and I give my honest opinion and I feel like, you know, the alopecia community is always looking for the next best thing. So um, that's definitely something I talk a lot about, you know, microblading and my experience and, you know, how much it's, it seems so silly to say, but it's really changed my life. It's given me my eyebrows back. Just talk, uh, wanting to talk more about mental health and my experience on that, you know, just like reviewing different products. I know I'm going to be sharing a YouTube video on my favorite brand of all times and they're called Buff. It's a Canadian company and that's um, the head wraps that a lot of my followers will see me like pictures of me in. But no, just like a lot of positive, you know, the ups, the downs. I did do a video on, you know, all of the perks on having alopecia and the many things, you know, like the many good things that alopecia can bring out of your life and yeah just like tutorials sharing experiences did a huge giveaway a few months ago did a alopecia giveaway alopecia slash hair loss giveaway um, and also a local giveaway so I teamed up for my alopecia specific giveaway to talk about teamed up with a bunch of different companies I had a continental hair virgin European hair piece in there. Um, I had some tattoo eyebrows. I had some different gift certificates to different uh, wig salons. So yeah, lots, a lot's happening. I, I have a lot of fun on there. I've talked about, you know, the many treatment options that I've tried in the past, but it's all filled with, you know, positive, optimistic outlook. And I just, I... I love sharing and I love hearing, you know, other people's stories um, after sharing mine and seeing how similar someone's story can be. So, yeah, I talk just a lot of a lot of positive, a lot of positive stuff. I love it. I love that you're bringing such a bright 
light of positivity to this account and to Instagram. And I love that you're also focused on providing like a lot of that practical information. I know like everyone Mm -hmm. who goes through alopecia has that, you know, beginning moment of just like not knowing when to start and not knowing anything about wigs and, and not knowing, you know, what to really do with that diagnosis and and with your hair loss. So I love the combination you have of, of sharing your story and then also being an excellent resource for people with alopecia. So I would really encourage all of our listeners to go online and and follow you. So how can they find you across all social media platforms? So I do have um, my main source is my Instagram page and you can find me at the art of alopecia. And then I also have a YouTube platform and that is also called the art of alopecia. Um, I do have my, just my main account, which is, um, I think it's underscore Marcy underscore where, you know, I just post more everyday, everyday Instagram posts kind of stuff. But to those are all the platforms that I have right now. I'm thinking of adding a new section on Facebook for those who don't have Instagram. So yeah. Amazing. Well, honestly, Marcy, thank you so much. It has been so amazing to hear your story. You've been through such a roller coaster with having alopecia, but the end point that you're at now where you're being such a positive and influential um, alopecia advocate and, and the work you're doing to make the lives of other people with alopecia easier is, is so amazing. And it's been so great to hear your story and have you here with us today. So thank you so much for that. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's it's this is a dream come true. I've been following you guys for so long, and I'm so happy to finally be a part of it and actually talk to you instead of hearing it, hearing your voices in my headphones. <laughs> so I am I am honored, and I really appreciate the opportunity to coming to coming on on your guys's platform and sharing my story and just another another way to continue raising awareness, which is what we're all trying to do. Absolutely, we are. So thank you so much for everything. And we're really excited to be able to share your story. Thank you again. Thanks, Marcy. 